0: And joining us now to discuss some of the most fascinating people who shaped our country and our TVs for decades is Bob Males. Bob is a longtime TV producer from L.A. and New York who has made award-winning interviews, also comedy, documentary, and many great news programs. Uh, Bob, you and Stuart Brotman, who's the former CEO and president of the Museum of Television and Radio, now, of course, the big Paley Center, uh, uh, you wrote a really interesting article about some of these legends that we lost. And I always I always love that moment in the Emmys where they showcase it. It brings back so many memories. But also you learn about some of these people that maybe you never knew the name, but what they accomplished. Tell us about it.
1: Well, it's great to be here, first of all, and thank you for having me. Uh, there, yeah, there are about 250 names of people who passed this, this past year, since the last Emmys. And we looked uh, at the list and found about 15 who made a real significant impact. So uh, you know, from the from the names that you would recognize, of course, there's Norman Lear, who you know created tons of sitcoms like All in the Family. Uh, and you know, one of the things that he did that was incredibly important was he introduced social and political themes to the format of sitcoms. He took on racism, homophobia, feminism, and abortion. But he also spent eight million dollars to buy one of the original copies of the Declaration of Independence, and he sent it on tour to all 50 states so the American people could could connect with it. A real patriot.
0: Yeah. Um, By the way, I didn't know that. And I love Norman Lear. Very neat, Bob.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And and sort of on the same uh, um, topic of freedom of speech, Tom Smothers, you know, he played a dumb brother in a music comedy act. But, uh, you know, when he he finally hit the big time with the CBS show, uh, his stance against the Vietnam War and jokes about drugs, sex and religion got the CBS censors busy. Uh, Tommy fought back. But eventually he and his brother were fired by CBS. And 30 years later, he said he had been the poster boy for freedom of speech and the First Amendment. And one sort of interesting thing is you'd have to say that their show in the late 60s that pushed the boundaries for comedy and sketches set the stage for Saturday Night Live about a half decade later.
0: Yeah, boy, were they uh, trailblazers and brilliant um, and so many interesting layers like you're just talking about here. Also, um, some other names, um, Jerry Springer, uh, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. Jerry Springer's interesting, Bob. And you and I worked at Fox and Jerry, I've interviewed Jerry through the years on TV and radio. I mean, he was a mayor. He had a lot of these interesting political views well beyond the sort of, you know, wild TV show that he had.
1: Yeah, you know, he had been the mayor of Cincinnati, he had been a TV news anchor, and earlier he took a leave from law school to work full-time for Robert F. Kennedy's presidential campaign way back in 1968. So he had so many things feeding into him, but he looked at that show like he was a ringmaster, but he knew it was a slow-motion train wreck. Uh, he, he showed that he was skeptical, even embarrassed but was you know by, by what was happening, but he was willing to play along. Um, that show was a ratings blockbuster, and uh, he knew that seeing the madness he orchestrated every day could actually help his audience cope with greater real-world tensions that they, that they might have had.
0: You know, uh, Paul Rubens, I mentioned, Pee-wee Herman, and then you got Pat Robertson, too. They're on the list. Talk about night and day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Paul Robin, uh, Rubens, rather, was a, you know, this wonderful comic actor and performance uh, artist. Uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse Uh, was uh, inhabited by living, inanimate characters like Flory and Cherry and Mr. Window. And, um, you know, he hoped Pee-Wee's Playhouse would inspire creativity and open-mindedness about nonconformity for children. And Pat Robertson... Uh, you know, at the other end of the spectrum, uh, you know, was very buttoned down. He was a Yale-trained lawyer and a Baptist minister. He created uh, the Christian Broadcast Network, reached a huge religious audience, and really huge, made a lot of money off it. He aligned the Christian Broadcast Network with Republican voters, and he made evangelicals a highly influential group at the ballot box. Um, so he directed some of that money that he made to groundbreaking litigation for the nonprofit american center for law and justice for what he called the viability of freedom and liberty in the united states and around the world so very interesting you know things that we tried to find out about these folks that uh you'll see them on on the screen for five or ten seconds tonight and we're telling the whole story And, and by the way if you want to read our story, our article, it's you'd have to google search us Brotman B R O T M A N Males M A L E S Medium M E D I U M because Medium is where the article exists and there's 15 names on it.
0: Awesome. And uh, also the person whose last name right inspired Gilligan Gilligan's Island boat. I love Gilligan's right. Island. It was one of my favorite. That's wild. Tell us about that.
1: Well, Newton Minow was uh, the chairman of the Federal Communications Commission, appointed by President Kennedy. And shortly after he got uh, appointed to that post, he gave a speech to the National Association of Broadcasters, uh, a bunch of executives, and he admonished them for the vast wasteland that primetime television was. And uh, Sherwood Schwartz, who produced um, Gilligan's Island, took offense to that. And so he named the boat. The, U, uh, the S.S. Minnow after Newton Minnow, although he spelled it a little bit differently.
0: I love that. By the way, Bob Mills, real quick, how do they decide? Do you know this? How do they decide who makes it to the in memoriam on the Emmy Awards? I mean, some of them are obvious because they're such huge names, but some of them you wonder, okay, well, how did that person make it versus the other? What's the criteria?
1: That's a really interesting question, and I suppose they have a set of criteria, just as Stuart Brotman and I uh, used, which was the people who are most influential in their areas. Um, you know, when you look at the list of about 250 people, there are lighting people and assistant directors, and uh, and you know, people who are very, very important in the production and acting world. But there's a pecking order, and I think that's what they must go with.
0: Yeah, and by the way, I'm happy also, as you and I know, we have been in broadcasting, you and I, for a long time. I'm happy that they honor all layers, Uh, you know, the faces, but also so many of the folks behind the scenes that bring the magic to television, that we all love. Well, I'm so glad you did this story. It is so fascinating. And I learned so much as I know all of our listeners did tonight here on the Rita Cosby Show. It's so great to have you, Bob, and keep up the terrific work.
1: Thank you. It was great speaking with Rita.